Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Judges. We're now in chapter 11, looking at verses 1 through 3 in the New King James Version. With the battle against the Ammonites imminent in Gilead, the elders of Gilead seek out Jephthah, an outcast and outlaw, to lead their army. And this chapter gives the history of Jephthah another of Israel's judges, and he's numbered among the worthies of the Old Testament that by faith faith did great things. And that would be in Hebrews chapter 11, that list of those who had great faith. But let's listen to Judges chapter 11, verses 1 through 3 in the New King James Version. Now Jephthah the Gileanite was a mighty man of valor, But he was the son of a harlot. And Gilead begot Jephthah. Gilead's wife bore sons. And when his wife's sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You shall have no inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brothers and dwelt in the land of Tob. And worthless men banded together with Jephthah and went out raiding with him. Again, Judges chapter 11, verses 1 through 3, read from the New King James Version. I'll be back with insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, I'm the host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. If you don't mind, go ahead and like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. You can also hear my podcast almost everywhere podcasts are heard. Again, that was Judges chapter 11, verses 1 through 3 in the New King James Version, which looks at Jephthah's background before his rise to leadership. In the previous chapter, in chapter 10, the princes and people of Gilead were consulting, and they had gathered to consult about their choice of a general, having come to the conclusion that whoever would undertake to lead their forces against the children of Ammon should by common consent be head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. And they all agreed that Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor and he was fit for the job. He was fit for the purpose. But of course he had some, uh, some disadvantages. He was the son of a harlot, a strange woman, one who was neither a wife nor a concubine, but a common a heathen prostitute. Some think his mother was a Gentile. And Josephus, the great historian, says that he was called a stranger on his mother's side. The Jews called him an Ishmaelite. At any rate, if his mother was a harlot, that was not his fault. However, it was his disgrace. 
he had been driven from his country by his own brothers. His father's legitimate children insisted using the rigor of the law, they kept him from having any inheritance with them. They didn't think about any extraordinary qualifications that God had blessed him with. One would not have thought this abandoned youth was intended to be Israel's deliverer and judge. But God often humbles those whom he designs to exalt and makes that stone the head of the corner which the builders rejected. And the commentary gave examples of Joseph, Moses, and David, the three most eminent of the shepherds of Israel. They were all cast out by men before they were called by God to their great offices. And as I looked at um, what it said about the the youth that's abandoned, youth that you know you that people say, oh, they're not going to amount to anything because. Look at their upbringing. Look at their rearing. Look at this. Look at that. And then you look at all the great things that uh, kids have grown up. They may have grown up in a horrible situation, but they've grown up to be successful in their endeavors. So we can never say what God can't and won't do to bless his children. Those that we try to cast down and you know look down our nose at, we don't know what God has intended for them because he says he knows the plans he has for us and his plans for our good and not for our harm. But let me get back to the commentaries. And I have to tell you, this is all mostly, almost all Matthew Henry. But let me get back to it. Jephthah becomes leader of a gang of outlaws. In the Hebrew text, the same description is used for Abimelech's hired thugs. But Adam Clark explains that the term worthless men doesn't necessarily mean bandits. The word may, however, mean that this place, uh, in this place, poor persons without property and without employment is where he was. And another commentary says he and his band probably operated more in the manner of David and his group years later protecting cities and settlements from marauders. David uh, did this in this period described in 1 Samuel chapter 25, and he did it receiving pay from those whom he helped. It is also possible that they plundered the villages of enemy uh, peoples, such as the Ammonites, and I thought um, like Robin Hood, stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. And let me continue. And again, this is Matthew Henry, so just let me finish. <laughs> Soon Jephthah will save the people who rejected him. This is the man that must save Israel. Uh, the, he's saving God's people that had been in idolatry. They had made themselves children of whoredoms and aliens from God and his covenant. And therefore, God, upon his upon their repentance, delivered them uh, in a way that mort mort uh, mortified them and reminded them of their sin. He chooses to save them by a bastard and an exile. And again, these are not my words. This is Matthew Henry. Let's go ahead and pray. Mm -hmm. 
Father, we thank you for your word as we begin chapter 11 in the book of Judges. Father, uh, we thank you for the insight that you can use anyone. Nobody is so filthy that you cannot use them, that you cannot clean them up and make them a fit and worthy vessel for your service. We thank you for that picture, Father, that the, the stone that the builder rejected is not rejected by you. We thank you for that. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. We're praying for those who are in mourning, those who are having health issues, and in that praying for my two daughter-in-laws uh, with their health issues. God, you know what they are, and we're praying for your mighty hand of healing on, um, on them right now in the name of Jesus. Touch and heal as only you can. And others who may have that request that you touch and heal, we're agreeing with them right now that you can and will. You do hear prayers. You do and you can and will answer. And God, we're praying that the answer is that they are healed in the name of Jesus. Father, we're praying for those who need you for other special needs, other um, things in their lives. God, you know, they know what they are and they can articulate it right now. And you know what they are because you are God and you know what's on our heart and what's on our mind. We're praying for those in war-torn areas. Uh, the Ukrainians keep coming to mind. We're praying for those who need you as they um, go through the just different conflicts in their own personal lives, be it physical, mental, emotional, whatever it is. We're praying that you touch and heal in those areas also. And Father, we're thanking you in, in advance for answered prayer. Thanking you for your Son. Thanking you for your Holy Spirit. Thanking you for your angels that protect us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.